0: Hi, I'm Tristan Miller, and you're listening to Positive and Negative, a podcast about the intersectionality between mental health and the arts. And if you're listening to this version, that means you're a patron on my Patreon, so I'd like to take a moment to thank you for your support, no matter how much. It's appreciated, specifically during these difficult times. This means this is the uncut version of the interview meaning you get all the weird moments, a lot of bonus content that uh, doesn't really fit the style of the show. You also get some bumps and mic bumps and stuff like that and I apologize for that. That's probably on me and I'm working on it folks. I'm working on it. Today on the program I speak with Dan Ahrens. They're an animator, comedian, now podcaster and writer. Here's Dan talking about the process of coming out.
1: I think there's just this feeling sometimes when you're, like, coming out that you almost have to, like, be an ambassador for, like, all the queers, like, when it happens, because you know there are going to be questions, and you got to answer every single thing, and, like, it's hard to, like, come to your parents and say, hey, this is a thing I'm questioning, because then they're going to be like, okay, what? Like, they don't understand. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. they want something like concrete so like I just didn't want to do that till I had all the answers and that's the only reason why I didn't do it and I'd say like one if you need that time to take it like do that but two also like you know appreciate that if you have a family that will accept it just remind yourself that they will you know
0: I want to thank you again for your contribution to my Patreon I recently put out a post with the schedule of all the new content I'm going to be creating You can go ahead and check that out. And let's get to the interview. So, I know you from comedy. Yes. But you're mostly uh, a visual artist, right? Or that's how you started out?
1: Yeah, so I've, like, yeah, I've been kind of, like, drawn as, uh, as long as I can really recall. Um, honestly, like, uh... I don't know so i've been drawing for like a long time and uh i took a break from it because um, i actually got really into writing and like i went into college as a uh, I i started working for like the school newspaper went into college as like a uh, um honestly i just didn't think i could be an animator and then mm. um just in college i was lucky to go to a place that had a good writing department and a good um journalism and also a like really excellent video like school So I was able to transition kind of, I started like writing sketch comedy stuff. Well, sorry, I should back up just a second. Um, Yeah, this is a whole origin story now. I'm just basically, yeah, I I, like I've been drawn for a long time um, and I got into animation again in college, though. Um, Mm -hmm. That's also around the time I started getting into comedy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just this thing of realizing like, oh, not all animation is like Disney. Like you can still, I don't know make a living, yeah. you know, making little words pop up on a screen or like, you know, <laughs> sure. having like, you think about all the commercials where they have just like a little eagle talking character, you know, like there's just so many yeah. different things. And like, I don't know, I wish I had had more confidence in that, but I'm glad that, you know, I'm animating now. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um But I would consider, yeah, God, that's a really long answer for that. Sorry. The short of it is I, uh yeah, the short of it is that I, um... Yeah, no, I, I, I would consider myself more an animator and video editor than a comedian just because, like, I don't know. I, well, I I am a comedian. Like, I, I love doing that. But I wouldn't consider myself, like, I don't know. Like, people who call themselves a comedian or put that in their profiles and stuff. Like, I, I'm yeah. Comedian Tom Thomerson or something. And, <laughs> like... <sighs> Like, until that's making up 90% of my budget, I wouldn't call myself a comedian, you know? Sure. Like, it's... Yeah. If I'm whittling and, like... I wouldn't call myself a prof- professional whitt. I used to whittle, but I wouldn't call myself a professional whittle. A whittle bit. Yeah, yeah. a whittle bit. I used to whittle a whittle bit. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, so is that how you define um, what you are? Um, is by, like, how much income or how often you do it? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's more like...
1: I say that I do stand up, like I I, I do do stand up. Yeah. I wouldn't say that like um, it's my identity. Um, yeah. I I don't know. That's the thing too. It's like I think it's more that I I get worried about people who do do that, and then it becomes their identity. Because I feel like I uh, I don't know. Um, it can lead to some weird areas. Like if if just comedy becomes your like you can't get out of bits, you can't do this and that, and like um i don't know i've had just um i don't know i've seen people get lost to it in weird ways so like i personally think it's it's smart to just view it as like oh this is something i do because then also it it also like stops kind of the gatekeeping of it because then people can just like oh like you don't have to be in comedy uh to write a play you know you don't have to be in comedy to write a stand-up set do it once and like in comedy is just a weird term and like being a comedian feels I don't know it just feels it. yeah I don't know like do you get what I mean like some people take it as a turn into like being a species almost you know
0: yeah I mean I also feel the same way of like I say I perform stand up I write books I record and host podcasts Mm -hmm. I'm not a podcaster comedian like I'll do that for brevity's sake but not if I'm thinking about it and trying to explain what I am and what I do. Yeah,
1: I, I also, yeah, the, the other thing too is I, I I I think it limits sometimes people's understanding of comedy. Like there's a lot more out there that people aren't looking oh, sure. into. Uh,
0: when did you start doing stand-up and comedy?
1: Um, I started doing stand-up. Um, well, yeah, I started writing jokes in high school. I started writing them in like little notebooks with no intention of ever performing them. Um, and then Why? I don't know I, I It was kind of like Therapeutic It was just I feel like I Loved listening to stand up And I loved mm-hmm. I don't know I was fascinated I think Just like By the experience of it Like how you can like You know Use words to trigger This thing in your head You know um, But like also I just I, I mean I like to laugh a lot Um, So, like, I would write stuff down that, like, made me laugh. Me and my friends had, like, little journals and stuff. That's the thing of, like, it feels hard to say, like, you're in comedy or not. Like, everybody's comedy muscles are always developing. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, I started doing, that's the thing. I went into, like, college and I thought that I wanted to, like, well, I knew that I wanted to write. Like, I knew, so I started out, like, with a double major of psych and, like, English Um, Mm. And, like, my grandpa gave me this advice of just, like, you know, no matter, like, what you wind up doing, um, it's not so much, like, what you do as it is who you do it with. And so, like, that always stuck with me of just – and it kind of helped me, like, guide me in terms of, like, okay, I'm going to check out, like, the journalists. I'm going to check out, like, the school newspaper here. I'm going to check out, like, um, the psych department. I'm going to check out, like, just the academic writing stuff. Going to check out, like, you know, just every form of writing that there was. And I got along really well with the sketch comedians. Um, and I started writing for this, like, weekly sketch show called Fridays Live. And um, I don't know where we got that title from. Uh, yeah, I can Yeah, it was a public access show, though. And, like, you know, it, it was a good place to stretch our muscles. And, like, uh, yeah, eventually, like just people in the stand-up like uh student organization there reached out to me and were just like hey like we have a show coming up in like three months like that's the thing it was only happening like once a quarter when I started there um but like they would meet once a like sorry they would meet once a week um and -hmm. like we started like developing sets together it's just you know going workshop sort of thing like a a weekly workshop almost like going to the gym um sure and uh yeah I performed on the first for the first time uh on valentine's day
0: uh
1: <laughs> yeah that's how i remember it it was valentine's day um 2010 yeah oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. so it's been uh been 10 years now yeah
0: that's great yeah um w- where were you going to college
1: i went to college at ou ohio university it was a okay. yeah it was a really great comedy community um it was in uh athens ohio um oh sure yeah 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 it was a um i don't know like it was just this really great mix of journalists of like again like psych sort of people of like Mm -hmm. um political like poli-sci people and um i don't know just a lot of like people who are into like filmmaking and uh video stuff too so you Mm -hmm. have like this really kind of eclectic but like focused on writing like group And, uh, the improv scene was also great there. Like we had a really great, like, it's fascinating how many people from that scene have like gone on to success now. Uh, but like, I'm really happy for it though. That's the thing is like everybody who, I mean, everybody was very funny there. Everybody, uh, we were just very lucky to have, I think the the community that we had, like we had a group of people that, you know, generally got along, uh, like, I don't know like there's a lot of scenes that can become self-destructive especially in like college sort of stuff oh, yeah. but yeah uh i don't know like the the open mic that i created there is still going to you know today um the second like sketch i'm sorry the second uh stand-up comedy group like the student organization is still going today like um nice. yeah um so like you know we we built something which is nice i don't know mm.
0: And are you from that area?
1: I'm from Columbus, Ohio. So like I'm about a okay. hour away. Like about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah.
0: What, When did you move to New York?
1: I moved to I New why. York. Um, so I, I started in uh, New Jersey because I was crashing with a friend. But I officially mm-hmm. got into Harlem and New York. Uh, I believe it was March 2014.
0: Okay. Yeah. So fairly recently. Yeah. I'm in mean, about um, six years. Why- yeah, why'd you move?
1: Uh, cause just, there's no work for uh I don't know, like there's no work for animators <laughs> in Ohio. If I would have stayed in Ohio, I would have been doing I would have been doing like one of two things. I would have been animating uh Pepsi logos for mm-hmm. nationwide arena uh with, shout out to nationwide uh they're on your <laughs> side uh nationwide arena like in ohio um it's just this just all-purpose arena like hockey usually and like yeah. basketball everything just but uh i would have been doing like animating pesi logos for that or animating like rain clouds for the local news and like those jobs sure. are also taken and hard to come by so like mm-hmm. i would have been struggling and ultimately i would have probably been doing what i was doing which is working at staples and like doing stand-up which was sure basically just living um yeah so like i was lucky enough to have a friend help me get out here and then um some family helped me out here too and um yeah i was able to find some work pretty quickly just doing editing work for like corporate stuff not fun but like corporate mm-hmm. and uh, i slowly moved into like editing like comedy work and like working for a few like comedy websites which was fun and, uh, yeah, no, I've just done a lot of animating and editing around, you know, New York. That's how I've gotten by, which is good.
0: There seems to be a, sort of a through line um, with your being uh, wanting to do comedy mm-hmm. and wanting to do animation. And that's a the thought process of, oh, well, I can't do that, so I'll do something else. Where do you think that comes from?
1: Oh, uh, just self-doubt in general? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. I mean... Just, you know, um, you know, traumas, <laughs> you know, those sure. sort of things, you know, bad things.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, Maybe I, here's a better way of asking that. When did those sort of thoughts start appearing? If you can remember.
1: I think, you know, I think honestly, um, where I started having the most doubts about like whether I could do any of the dreams I had. Um, I mean like, of course, like high school in general is a big self doubt time, but there's also yeah. just that pressure of college and that pressure of like, okay, well now I got to grow up and be a little bit more real. Like I gotta like face the facts. Like I'm not Disney quality. Like I got to face the facts. Like I am not great at like I was doing acting and stuff, but I didn't think I could write my own stuff. Like I didn't think I could actually do that. And it was a stupid thought. Cause like I, I could make my friends laugh. I was funny, but like, um, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know. Um, you just, yeah, I think it's a part of it is just thinking about the future and thinking about how you want to invest your time. And you're like, could I actually pull this off and it almost feels like this heisty sort of thing like pulling off your dreams (laughs) you know you're like okay what would I have to do I'd have to like do all this years of like animation work I'd have to like try to do this and that I'd have to like bet all of my like family's like money (laughs) like all the investment here like it's putting because it's not even like largely your money it's like putting your own futures money like it's future use money and also your like family's money and a school's money on the table like it's, it's a lot of gambling with yeah, stuff that gamble. isn't yours, you know? So you start, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's when I really honestly started self doubting. Is like, I owe it to the people whose money this is, you know? Yeah.
0: Really? Uh,
1: well, probably like, I, I feel like, cause I, 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 you know, I, I did do like a lot of graphic design and animation stuff mm-hmm. in uh, high school and kind of up to a certain point. Then I started shifting into like journalism stuff. I was writing and like trying to just take my writing and make it more serious. Honestly. Um, and uh yeah I, I i think that i don't know i feel like every time i've done that sort of thing uh and bent my will to what other people or like bent my identity to what other people expect um it's been incredibly tarnishing it's been uh, not the best thing to do
0: what do you get out of writing versus comedy versus animation ooh um because that's a pretty wide variety of yeah. things. Um, yeah.
1: I do get, well, that's a good question. Sorry, I do get different things out of them. Uh, comedy, I it honestly, like, feels like a relief sometimes. Um, there is something to uh, the thrill of kind of being on a stage. But also, I think after you kind of, like, get over that period, um, it, it allows you to, like, it, I don't know, um, explore so many avenues. I, you know, because of stand up and because of characters and because of different things, like, well, frankly, because of stand up and learning how to like handle being on a stage, I was able to start doing characters, which was something I wanted to do. Um, and then also like, uh, you know, I, because of the stage and because of like, I was able to start working on like singing in front of people. I was able to like start incorporating like musical elements and like, I don't know. I, I think, uh, the fact that like I could, keep doing different things that scared me and kept doing like i don't know keep doing things that pushed me that i wanted to do um Mm -hmm. i i think that there's something where you can sort of track your success with it if you really do it the way you want to um and then like also again it's like hitting the gym i feel like it becomes easier and easier to do it and that becomes fun to see like um I wrote this whole entire, like, it's a really stupid set. Uh, but I wrote a whole entire set for um, our friend Hattie Hayes, her show, um, a while back. Her and Chris Caligero were um, doing one. And I wrote, like, I was invited to do it, like, two hours before it. So, like, in an hour, I wrote, like, a ten-minute set, which is, like, insane. Um, like, yeah. like, I wrote more than that, though. Like But it was all just spider jokes. It was all just, like, spider-related things. Oh, right, yeah. The... It's so dumb. <laughs>
0: The spider character. Yeah, but, my, but that's... Very funny. Yeah,
1: but again, like, I could not have done that ten years ago. Ten years ago, that probably would have taken me, like, three months, you know? Like, uh, but then, yeah. like, all I had to do is, like, keep writing. You know, you write it out, you write it out, you write it out. And, like, even if it's a bad joke, that's kind of what I do nowadays is just get all the bad ones out, and then you can limit it down to, like, you know, the ones that you actually need. Because uh, that mm-hmm. stream of consciousness, like, once you get really into it, and once uh, you kind of learn the feel and the rhythm of, like, your own comedy... Um, I don't know. I think that's, that's something that I like about comedy is that it's one, uh, improved my ability to communicate. Um, and also like, yeah, I don't know. It's given me appreciation for also how to, uh, well, yeah, I mean, frankly, just all the layers of communication, just the fact that like, a lot of people think you gotta like be mean to, be funny like out there and then once you actually get into comedy you start like realizing oh i can actually be myself and be funny and be fine and be like kind and like i don't know just like there are a lot of misconceptions and once you're in it you can kind of sort that out about yourself which i think does impact your life Mm -hmm. outside of things um i also think like uh with writing it feels more like it's just good to get something out of me and animation like Honestly, I've been doing a lot more video editing lately than animation. Um, but of course, I incorporate both. It's just what I love about that is being able to have just this visible thing that, like, you can say, like, "Oh, this is done." I like this video or this project, this animation, like, however it comes out, whether it's you know on a billboard or you know on a Vimeo sort of thing. It just feels good to have this completed thing, like i did this you know like i'm Mm -hmm. sure you can relate to that also with like making movies and stuff and like i've done that with sketches and stuff
0: a little bit ago you said that every time you've tried to bend your bend your own identity to expectations of other people it's it's been tumultuous or something to that effect yeah and you've recently made some changes with how you identify and can you guide us through that thought process and stuff
1: yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'd say recently, but I, the recent thing is that I came out to my family, which is the main thing, but, yeah. um, yeah, about three years ago, um, I came out, uh, just pretty much to anybody around me, like all my friends and stuff, um, as uh, I'm sorry, I mean, it's a gradual process, I didn't do it all at once, um, <laughs> no, just about like three years ago, uh, I came out as a non-binary, and, um, it's been, I don't know, really healthy for me, um. Uh, I don't know. Again, like it feels weird. Also, saying bending identity for that. Like, it took me a while to come out to my family, and I think that was part of it. Um, was just feeling like I don't know. Like, I think my parents took a lot of pride in the fact that they had two boys who like weren't criminals. <laughs> like two <laughs> nice, two nice boys who like aren't yeah. you know uh, sexual deviants who aren't like like you know attacking people who aren't like you know. Uh, you know, fighting dogs. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think they were just very proud to have two nice gentlemen, sort of people. And like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, the main thing is gentlemen, gentle kids, gentle boys. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I, like, there's a little bit of that. And like, I felt also pressure. And I shouldn't have felt this, honestly. This is me putting on myself. Uh, frankly, um, I felt pressure because also, like, you know, my brother was having like, frankly, uh, children, and like, uh. You know, they were knowing me as Uncle mm-hmm. Daniel, and um, I just didn't know what I. I felt like I owed that, like I don't know, and owed it consideration at least, you know. Yeah. Um, but pretty much like everybody in New York knew already, um, outside of my family, frankly. Um, and like, uh, yeah, but that was a long, long process. Again, like I, f- it feels weird saying, um, that I was bending my identity because, like, I was sorting it out for a long time. Um, sure. I feel like again probably around the same time of the self-doubt about um uh yeah about like career stuff um Mm -hmm. i uh in middle school i feel like i knew i feel like i knew something was up um i just it was this feeling of like i remember feeling like oh i know that i don't feel right in my body um and like this feels wrong but it felt like also at the time um you know we didn't have the words for it especially in like i mean i was in ohio like the midwest like
0: mm-hmm. nobody
1: was using non-binary health classes or even talking about anything outside of you know to uh gender sort of perspective um so like you know the only option seemed to be uh like surgery and like um tr- transitioning and that didn't fully feel right either um mm-hmm. i felt kind of in between. And I felt like neither fully felt right. And I, I don't know, I just didn't know what I was. And I felt like I was alone in it. Um, honestly, like looking back, I mean, if I may be bold, I know this was kind of what the podcast is about. I feel like, uh, I don't know, uh, not having the words for it. I, um, I just knew I didn't like my body. And like, so I, I think that's also when I really frankly started overeating a lot. Mm um, because there's this sense of, like, I don't know, were you a church-going kid? Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. So maybe you relate to this. I don't know. I feel like some people can. Uh, there's this feeling of, like, sometimes, I, I don't know, like, you're, like, you do something that's, like, suicide-adjacent. Like, whether it's an eating disorder oh, yeah. or something. Because it's just this feeling like, oh, well, I, I can't kill myself because then I'm not going to get into heaven, right? That's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm not going to blow that. But, mm-hmm. but like maybe if i just eat a lot of butter like maybe if i just just eat a lot of cheese and really like slowly let this thing just die out i don't know I, i i i'm glad that like i have these words for who i am now but you know it took a while like in college i had a lot of identity issues and also it was rough i had like a I don't know I had a really bad concussion then so I I went through mm. some like memory issues while well, I was also going through like gender confusion stuff it wasn't great it was a bad period that sounds that like time.
0: A, a lot it was
1: it, it was a lot and like that's the thing is if I could go back I feel like I I don't know I would have just probably dropped out of college and like <laughs> just taken some time to like recover cuz like yeah I like I don't know I was able to eventually like start once <laughs> here's the problem with like memory issues too and like uh when that's going on is like there were so many times that I later on remembered, uh, going to my roommate and saying like, Hey, I've been having a hard time remembering things, but because I was having problems with memory recall stuff, I wouldn't remember those conversations. So like, I (laughs) like, it was Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It took me a while to kind of like start working at it. Um, but I'm glad I did. I don't know. Like, uh, but I don't know. The only good thing that kind of wound up coming out of that, the trauma and the, uh, neurotherapy stuff, um, was that I did wind up getting kind of a lot of memories that I had repressed of like me having these feelings when I was like, you know, growing up and I got to kind of mm-hmm. piece together the bigger picture of what I was going through, why I'd been overeating and like, I don't know. Um, like, Interesting. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, um, like just stuff that I wasn't focusing on. Cause I was so focused, I think on the world in front of me at the time. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. really thinking about everything. And then I kind of had to piece things back together a bit as I, I don't know, it was a rough period. It wasn't great. Um, again, I just wish I would like dropped out for a bit. Cause, um, but, uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just thinking that's actually probably the worst period of my life. It's not great. But, um, like now since then, like since being able to have those memories and also like, frankly, um, just going to actual therapy and things like that, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, I'm much better at communicating now. Um, my memory's all good. It's all, it's all better. It's all fixed. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's all fixed up. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm feeling very good about where I am, but like, yeah, there are definitely, yeah periods where I don't know. Um, I like both not having the words for what I am, um, kind of made me feel like I had to present a certain way or be the certain thing. Cause I didn't know what I else I was. Um, but then I think like finding the words along the way and like coming out to New York and like finding people I could talk to out here about it. Um, I don't know Um, I was able to sort myself out I think also like I think people kind of take for granted um, the importance of that questioning period that period Mm -hmm. where you are kind of like just taking time to be like oh this is true about me this is true about me this is true about me and that's fine Um, and like sort of starting out what that means and like doing the exploration into terms and finding out the vocabulary that like fits who you are and like I think that people should take a lot of pride in that you know period of just being like okay I am sorting myself out you know um, yep. but, uh, yeah, I was definitely doing that for a long time. No. <laughs> sure. I don't know if that answers the question. Cause like, I don't f- fully feel like I was like hiding anything, but I definitely was trying to figure out what to say to people, you know? Yeah. Like I wanted yeah. to come out, but I didn't know how or, and I didn't know what, you know?
0: You seem very over conscientious of other people's opinions. Is that, do you think born out of like anxiety?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, absolutely. It's, um, I, I grew up in a very anxious house, a loving house, but an anxious house. And like, um, I, uh, yeah, which I think leads to like some degree of people pleasing where it's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. make this person anxious. Cause like, we all love each other and we all do have great times together. But when we have anxious times, when everybody has a panic, you know, panic attack at once, it's a bad time, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I, I I think... Like, I don't know if you did this. I don't know if you did this. But, like, I, as a kid, like, at times would almost, like... Not... Pr- like, I would almost rehearse an argument that I felt was coming. You know, where it's like you almost oh, hear your sure. parents' voice in your head. And you're like, you're like, okay, they're definitely going to say this or that or this or that. And, mm-hmm. it, like, I don't know. I think that that sort of gets in your head of, like, trying to sort out how to express yourself at, while also... Not you know, hurting somebody else, or at least trying to figure out like, I don't know, as a kid, like just trying to sort out like how do i how do I even say these things, you know,
0: how does it manifest now?
1: uh nowadays, it's um, I don't know, it's a little different i like I sometimes get anxious um when I haven't communicated something properly, but ultimately, like this whole past year, I've been working on... Uh, I've been really working on, like, reducing my anxieties. Like, anything that mm-hmm. will cause them. Which has been a huge, huge success for me. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I, like, frankly... Uh, I mean, getting back to the TBI, the, like, tr- the, um, the concussion thing. Um, frankly, this happened a lot before I had neurotherapy. And, like, um, I don't know. I, I just... It's something that I get anxious about, like, um, is, like, my brain and how it reacts to alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. just because, like, frankly, after a brain injury, it can, you can black out easier and, like, it's not great. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. Uh, again, like you were saying, just that self-destructiveness. I feel like in a, in times when I, I felt at my worst, like, that's almost what I was saying. Like... <sighs> Like the the thing is is like uh that d- the the darkest period like that time where I was having like memory troubles and like really just wasn't myself um I yeah I I think the darkest part of it was the element of comedy in it like I so I don't mean to like jump back and forth but I'm just saying like that I know overwhelmingly what it's feel what you know what it feels like to feel like the universe is laughing at you like it feels mm-hmm. like your life is a joke and you feel like everything's a joke and that can like bring you to a very like dark place like not even if it's not dark like there's a lightness to the darkness there's still this element of like if you think everything's a joke then you are essentially like discounting your own agency and you know um like your importance because you're just saying like oh it doesn't really matter what i do you know i'm just yeah to make people laugh which like isn't a great way to be yeah so i i think that that's a damn like a dangerous perspective and i think also something that um really fed into that I like kind of mentality at the time uh was like alcohol so I uh you know I've just stopped drinking alcohol like I think I'm approaching my 90 day mark um nice yeah and like it's a thing where um I don't know like uh again just sort of reducing those anxieties reducing those moments of like oh this could I could be entering like a night I regret you know um it's just been nice to not have to worry about that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I wish, um, so like the, the elements of like trying to, the elements of like trying to impress people are trying to change like trying to live for somebody else. Like, I feel like in, in the past I, um, might've approached alcohol that way. It might've been like, Oh, well I don't want to stop drinking for somebody else. Like they got to accept me for who I am sort of thing. Like at some, maybe I took that as a point of pride even or something. Like I don't have a problem. Like, and, and not that that was happening, <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't know. It was more justifying my own, I don't know, problem. Um, yeah. but like, uh, yeah so but nowadays it's 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 this thing of like well now i'm doing it for me now i i'm just glad that this isn't something i have to worry about um also frankly like if i don't know my mentality now is too like if any other substance uh made me forget a night of my life I wouldn't do that thing again <laughs> yeah. like like uh, if acid or like shrooms or like I, I mean like anything like even Caffeine. like you know if anything if like we or anything you know I'm sh- pretty sure you could huff paint or glue and you still wouldn't lose a night of your life yeah. like you know like poppers you'll lose like a second because you'll pass out or something right I've never done them but I assume or is that the whippets that's whippets um, yeah. but like I assume. you don't lose a night Like, so like, I don't know. I think that's been a big, uh, motivation for me is like that helping me lose weight too. Um, and like ultimately, yeah, just reduce that anxiety, reduce this. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cause, but in other ways like that, I I don't know if I am like, I feel like living for other people right now. I'm, um, largely just like kind of focusing on radical honesty, like being as upfront as Mm -hmm. possible. Um, I don't know, being, uh, like, I don't know, with everything. It's just been great. I Like, I, I feel like once you stop living for other people, you're able to kind of sort out what you want and then also build something, like, the best version of what you want, which is what I'm kind of trying to do right now, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What kind of therapy are you doing?
1: I was doing, like, weekly sessions uh, with my therapist in person, of course, and now I've been doing, like, calls once a week. Um, it was... I don't know. I, like, I'm. I, it took me a little bit to find a therapist because I, I tried to find one who had a focus on like uh, queer people. Um, the first person I went to said that she was like a specialist. I went there, and the entire uh, session, as I was going over stuff, whenever I like, whenever I would bring up anything revolving like my past or like gender confusion stuff, uh, she just
0: mm-hmm. went, "Oh, oh, that's." That's not what you oh, want out
1: just, of someone ever. Oh, just the worst, literally the worst thing a therapist could do is, oh, 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 honey. like almost like she was about to add a honey almost like, oh, honey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the worst, like an hour of that. <laughs> and afterward, uh, like she revealed that she actually had not uh, gotten oh. the like specialty like degree in gender study stuff cool, or like cool, not cool, taking classes cool. on gender study stuff. Uh, she was in her first week of the course, so uh, she just put that on her Zillow. Just was like, no, I, I'm a specialist. I've taken one week, or I'm, which is like okay, um, which also is weird because it's like I scheduled that appointment more than a week ahead. So you must have had it before you took the class. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, so, but I eventually found a good therapist who was under my insurance. Um, she's been great. I also do, like, a call with a uh, psychologist for, like, anxiety med stuff, which has been great. hmm Um, yeah, it turns out you have a lot less panic attacks when you take anxiety medication. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Has the anxiety ever, like, impacted how you've been able to make things?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, if we want to loop it back into what we were saying earlier, um... yeah. Like, I think the hardest part, like, creatively that I ever had. I mean, this is, like, something I, I generally don't talk about. Because, again, this is the worst point of my life. Because, again, while I was kind of rebounding and trying to, like, sort stuff out with the memory-wise, like, things. And, like, eh, while I was trying to, like, basically get myself back. Uh, again, I should have dropped out of school. Um, like, I was just getting all these memories back of, like, faux pas that had happened with friends, which is also mm. rough. Mm. um like things that I had almost forgotten to apologize for things like that but also on top of that because like I had been doing character stuff and exploring character stuff I think maybe at least just at first like there were people in the like comedy community who thought I was talking about the memory stuff as a bit which like Mm. thought I was doing a character or something which like brought me to a dark place because like that just ignited my anxiety crazy um Like, one, just because, like, one, it's just this thought of, like, how could they think that I'm that sort of monster person, which just made me, like, kind of be antisocial for a bit. Um, And then also just this feeling of, like, does everybody think this? Does, like, one person think this? Like, what is going on? Like, I don't know this. Should I just seclude myself? And, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, and I was then, of course, like, getting also memories back of things that I had said at parties that I was like, oh, fuck, I should (laughs) have done something. Like, not horrible things, but just things where it's, like, the Midwestern Part of you that the other person probably doesn't remember at all. But just imagine getting all those faux pas back at once. Or, like, just things where you just said you forgot someone's name. Like, things like that. Like, I I forgot someone's name about, like, 30 times one time. At the time, I I just had a lot of anxiety about what I was creating. Because, like, part of me... I, I had really enjoyed frankly doing a lot of dumb humor doing a lot of like dumb jokes <laughs> doing a lot of characters yeah, yeah, who yeah. are stupid and like then after you know people started questioning whether or not i was doing my actual like brain issue stuff as a bit it's like well fuck now i can't do that because people are gonna think that this is like i stopped doing characters it took away something from me that i really enjoyed i used to like Me and my friend Joe, it became, like, a fun thing of, like, we would sometimes uh, go to parties in, like, wigs and, like, just be characters (laughs) the whole night of the party. And, like, that was just really fun. That was something that me and, like, a few friends did in the comedy community. It was really great. Like, we would just create our own narratives over the course of the evening and, like, our own backstory. It was just really, I don't know, it was really fun. It was, like, almost, like, a different form of D&D. And, like... I, I mean, you were was kind of, yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. Like real, real life larping, just with like, yeah, stupid characters. Like, um, and it was a lot of fun, and like, that kind of got taken from me because, like, I feel like people, again, it's probably their anxiety too, because they didn't understand what was going on. I can't expect them to. It is a surreal thing, like it's a weird thing, and like also the only thing that people know about it is that if you get hit with a frying pan, it's fixed. Like, you know, yeah. people don't know the like actual real world, you know. I don't know. It's just rough. Um, But like, uh, yeah, so like that, I had to kind of stop that. I also like, I don't know. I was part of this, like that sketch group Friday's live for a while. And there's just this thing too, that anxiety wise, like it really started fucking with me and I didn't know why at the time, which now it makes a lot of sense. Um, They like, I was, I wound up being on the sketch show and they started writing a lot of roles where I would play a woman. And, mm. like, the joke was essentially, like, oh, what an ugly woman Dan would be. And, like, it was just <laughs> this horrible no. thing to feel as, like, a gender-confused person. So, like, yeah, I was also then drinking a lot after those things at cast parties, which wasn't great. Um, yeah. But, like, it was because, like, I mean, I remember... One time someone actually just flat out said it like this was one of my friends on the show. uh, He said, like, it's just so funny because, like, you're the last person who would, like, look like a woman or something like that. Like, just to the effect of, like, you're the least feminine. It's funny because you're the least feminine, like, thing Mm. we could imagine. It's like, ah, fuck, thanks. (laughs) Like, uh, so, I don't know. Um, Things like that affected me anxiety wise because I think I started dipping out of that sketch stuff after that um yeah I started like writing my own stuff because I could control it make it kind of genderless humor Mm -hmm. um yeah and also like anxiety wise I eventually uh kind of found ways to like again as I started trying to be healthier and started trying to focus on it um I started finding healthy ways to kind of I don't know um use that anxiety like I started doing Mm -hmm. this one character this one liner one it's super dumb but it's probably one of my most it's probably my most popular character but I don't do it anymore Um, Mm. it's like a sad one liner like a character it's just me as this like just leaning into what people expect when they see me sort of thing like it's just this thing of like I'm stuck in this body I might as well use it like what's the most like <laughs> stereotypical like they expect like a fat person and beard like to look like and like I just kept leaning into that enhancing it. And eventually like I had like a headset that I would pull out and like my own mic that I would have on stage and stuff and like it would just be sad one liners. It's essentially me almost just crying on stage. Like that's and like so weird. Yeah, but it's just me <laughs> sort of pouring all these expectations like sad, sad fat boy expectations into this body uh-huh. and like it kind yeah. of became a way of, like, me almost doing this, uh, I don't know, I would call it, like, an AMAB, um, like, Drag King sort of performance of just almost, like, oh, if sure. you imagine, like, doing an impression of, like, a cis dude, uh, mm-hmm. but using the body that you got. So, like, I um, so that I, I guess that's, like, a kind of a positive uh, yeah. example of how I use my anxiety, but eventually I just, yeah. uh, like, I stopped doing the character because... I've stopped needing it, frankly, since coming yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I've stopped having those anxieties, so it hasn't felt fitting, but... Um,
0: well, I mean, you know. it seems like you've used art a lot to take control of various aspects of your life, whether it be, you know, the writing or the animating or the comedy, which I think is a healthy coping mechanism now, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like you can end up hiding a lot, but it seems like you're now using it to exemplify yourself.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I found that now I'm doing less characters and I, like, this, frankly, the past, like, six months, I've been doing a lot of just me material. Like, Mm. I'm still doing, like, dumb puns and dumb, like, characters and stuff like that, small things, but, like, largely I've been writing a lot of, like, kind of genderqueer material, which has been great. And, like, um, I think what's also great is, like, being 10 years in and also just writing material about, like, myself and my own experience, um... It's just coming to me a lot more quickly now. Like, I can just sit down and write, like, five jokes, and they just come to my head. Um, like, Good. I don't know. It's It's been really great, like, just in terms of, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels different now. It's, like, I'm feeling anxious about stand-up again, because I've been doing, like, you know, characters and not me for such a long time. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, having sorted this out, having come out to my family, and, like, it just feels like, okay, now... I don't have any reason to not do this material.
0: Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone who's going through a similar, um, process as you with, um, identity anxiety, let's call it. Oh God. Yeah. Um,
1: so I, I guess I would say, first off, if you have a traumatic brain injury, um, <laughs> like uh, definitely try to like look into what your insurance will cover, look into what you can afford and try and like try to get maybe some, there are different like neurotherapies and different things like that that can help you. Don't take for granted that just because you had a concussion, like, I don't know, I see so many people who take for granted thinking like, oh, I had a concussion. This is just how my brain's going to be forever. It's like, well not necessarily, like, you could actually do some stuff to, like, I don't know, build yourself back a bit, and, like, um, I would just, I would just seek help where you can, um, but, um, in terms of, like, gender stuff, um, again, take pride in the questioning phase, like, don't jump to the conclusion of what you are if you are questioning, um, take some time to, like, just, label yourself as questioning go around like research the different identities like research different like genders and see like what fits you if you if you aren't sure what you are and you know um also talk to the community figure out what they feel and ask certain questions like i i was once at a uh like a non-binary uh, trans circle like just a just kind of a secret discussion group like um, we were just kind of meeting it's yeah it I don't know I thought it that's the thing it's like I, I it was like when I first went I was like oh this is awesome this is basically like the trans mafia because we're having like these secret <laughs> underground meetings of like sure. you know just talking about things and like joking but also like you know almost having like a group therapy session too and later on like after the third or fourth one I realized like oh these are secrets so like we don't get bombed isn't it you know like just realizing oh this is actually kind of sad but it is cool but kind of sad um, but yeah, I, uh, just like the first one I went to the, like the first one I went to though, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, asked them like the first one I went to, I said that, like I told everybody that, um, well, frankly, something that I hadn't said to anybody before, but is that I, you know, when I dream, I can't remember the last time I dreamed in my own body. Like when hmm. I've dreamed, it's been in like, when I dream, I'm either in like a woman's body or I'm like, you know. I guess traditionally woman's body or traditionally like man's body or something like gender normative, you know, language there. But, um, yeah, just like, I, I don't think I've been in my own since I was a kid. Um, and a lot of people in the meeting chimed in saying like, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's what I go through too. Like it's, uh, I don't know. It's great. Um, having those meetings where you can talk about these things while you are sorting these things out. Cause then you can ask unique questions like that and, um, mm-hmm. kind of figure that out. Um, and yeah, I, would say also just, um, if you are lucky enough to have a family, like I knew that my family wouldn't like, I think there's just this feeling sometimes when you're like coming out that you almost have to like be an ambassador for like all the queers, like <laughs> when it happens, yeah. cause you know, there are going to be questions you got to answer every single thing. And like, it's hard to like come to your parents and say, Hey, this is a thing I'm questioning. Cause then they're going to be like, okay, what? Like they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they want something, like, concrete. So, like, I just didn't want to do that till I had all the answers, and that's the only reason why I didn't do it. And I'd say, like, one, if you need that time to take it, like, do that. But two, also, like, you know, appreciate that if you have a family that will accept it, just remind yourself that they will, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of not-so-great families that, that won't. And, like, uh, I don't know, I think it's just I'm very appreciative for my family, and, like, they were little like you know um not so great moments during it but ultimately i'm glad it's over and you know um like last week was the first time I, I don't know we were on i was on a video call with my dad and like my a few other members of my family this week and um yeah after the call uh my dad texted me that he liked my nails like he saw my nails and liked them i have them all painted oh. red which is nice i'm like yeah i don't know that's great. Yeah, exactly it just felt like progress and it was very nice um
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: so like i don't know again like i'm glad that they know now you know i'm glad like yeah uh, i've noticed that my nephews are just referring to me as dan or daniel right now which like um is great like because they used to say like uncle before it and again i felt like i didn't mm-hmm. want to take that away from them but now that i'm hearing it like they don't care <laughs> like they're just they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just like happy yeah. to see me and talk to me they don't really care at all Um, so I don't know that's been really great great. like I I was a little worried even about like coming out to my not even really because like I knew she'd be fine with it but coming out to my cousin like her response was just like oh well you know her husband's uh, sister is a trans woman so like yeah I like I don't know just sort of saying that they were you know are totally fine with it and like sort of just hugged me and like I don't know so like again like it's been largely positive experiences there have been some bad ones um, but I think it just helps you appreciate the people who stick around, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um I have everything I need on my end. Is there anything else you want to say? No, but thank you for having me on. <laughs> absolutely. You cannot be-